0: All right, everybody. Welcome to Asians Talking Puck. I'm your host, Ahan Sarwal, joined by my co host, Josiah Chen. In person this week. Exactly. (laughs) Um, We talked about it last episode a little bit, mentioned that today would be special, and it is. We're here in person for the first time. Um, And I don't know, we've met up in person before. Um, We met up last year. Mm -hmm. um, And then, of course, before that, Five or six years ago, when I was living, in the I same think city I remember you
1: you, you met art school at one of the museums when we came to DC. That's right, I but did. I did. Before that, it was like yeah, sixth you're sixth right. grade. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I totally forgot when yeah. that that whole trip. I remember it now. It that's right. Like,
1: it felt like a while ago because that was before COVID and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, that was That was, was a I <laughs> was a while ago. It was to say the least, but yeah so we are here uh i am up in dc for the weekend with family so i thought we'd make a stop by and um and uh do an episode in person yeah so free agency free agency (laughs) so it's pretty chaotic as of recording uh it is saturday (sighs) hopefully the episode will be up by sunday maybe saturday night um but free agency opened up on Wednesday at 12 p.m. EST. Yes. So, and it was chaotic. Uh, I think so there chaotic. were over 100 signings and then dozens more trades as well. It was uh, it was nuts. Uh, so because of that volume, we're not going to be able to cover every single trade, but we're going to try and hit the big ones, uh, you know, the ones we find interesting, the ones we care about. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, we also aren't probably going to talk about prospects just because. Yeah. Um, when those guys get signed, um, you don't know if they're going to the NHL or AHL right away. Mm-hmm. Just means that they want to try in that pro uh, yeah. to get started. Um, so I'm thinking, which big big one you want to start off with, Drew? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, he went home. He did. He did go home,
1: and we're. I mean. Not that it's like a new trend or anything, but you know, it's definitely interesting to see that, you know, obviously it makes sense as a player, you know, if you're going to play in the national hockey league and if your hometown has a team, of course, you're going to want to go play there. Um, and I mean, not that Ottawa was much different performance wise from Philly this year, but
0: well, I mean, he did have that stretch where he was with Florida. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but interesting. He hopped away from a contender. He, he could have stayed. Yeah,
1: that 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 is very interesting. But um, yeah, going to Ottawa. This is going to be interesting. He obviously is looking to invest himself and invest in the team because um, Ottawa seems to be on the up right now. They made a decent number of big signings and. They just seem like a team that is looking to get out of that perpetual just playoff dump or lack of playoffs, rather.
0: Um, so yeah, what are your, what are some of your thoughts on, on how that's going to play out for them? Um, well, firstly, I think that his move to Ottawa demonstrates that not everybody um, loves the tax haven of Florida. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because his taxes are uh, they're going up a little bit, um, and. I don't know. I think that attraction of playing hometown is probably pretty special for him. I assume that's where he wants to retire. Um, and winning might not be so much of a factor. Um, but Ottawa, Ottawa's looking really good. Yeah. Um Pierre Dorian's made some pretty pretty awesome moves. Um, this this off season, I think the biggest one being acquiring Giroux. Yeah. Um, I think Brady Kachuk is still unsigned. He um, is. I think both side. of the Kachuk brothers are unsigned. They right? are. Yeah. Um, but they're RFAs. Mm-hmm. And I assume that they're probably going to hold out the same way that Matthews and, and, and all those guys did. Like yeah. Rantanen, Marner, Nylander. Um But those teams can afford it. It's not like they're against cap walls. Yeah. Um, Calgary made uh, a ridiculous offer to Goudreau. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they've made some pretty big deals. Josh Norris also signed for long-term. Yeah. I actually want to touch on that one a little bit. So
1: he signed essentially an eight by eight. It's a little less than eight by eight, but it's like 63.6 over eight years. So I'm going to call it an eight by eight for
0: all our intents and purposes. Probably heavy loaded on the end too.
1: Yeah. So now I don't know. I mean, Norris is obviously, you know, He's good, but he's young and I, I saw mixed sort of reactions to this. I personally think it's a little bit of an overpay. What about you?
0: I don't know. Um I watched a lot of games um of Ottawa's this last year. Yeah. And Norris is one heck of a player. I don't quite remember how high his production was, but what stood out to me was two way play. Yeah. Especially like when he matched up against the the big line in Colorado, he was outstandingly effective. Same thing with the perfection line in Boston. He he did a pretty good job. And I mean, part of that is his line mates are pretty solid too. Chuck is a great two-way player, yeah. physical beast. Um, maybe it's an overpay for the production he had last season. But I think with these young players, you're paying not just for last season, but you're paying for future seasons, really. Yeah. So they're but relying on the potential to jump.
1: I do wonder, though, because if you look at players, forwards especially, that are making $8 million, you know, it's, it's one thing if, for example, you're, like, I'm going to take the Hurricanes as a parallel here, signing Cook and Yemi to what is essentially an 8x5. It's a little less than 8x5. But whereas... Five mil for Kokanemi now feels like an overpay, but f- if he if he continues to grow and develop, five years you know or five mil five years from now might be kind of steal contract, but with Norris, do you really think that he will become a player where eight mil eight uh, eight million is gonna feel like a steal for him?
0: I don't know if it'll feel like a steal but I feel like it'll be accurate, right? Because this production last year, just taking a look here, 66 games, 35 goals, okay, and then 20 assists, 55 points, 16 PIMS. That type of goal scoring is really fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I was was actually surprised. I didn't realize it was that high. (laughs) And um, if you look at some of the other stats, the Corsi's continued to go in the uptrend. Um, And if you look at other things like PDO, He's not unreasonably high. His uh first year where he played three games it was, but um this year's at almost one oh two. Um his possession metrics look good. I mean, he's really putting in all the effort. Um and he's pretty physical too. Seventy nine hits this year, 44 blocks. Those are things you like to see. Mm-hmm. Um and uh interestingly enough, he was on he got um, 57th for lady bing um it's <laughs> a pretty pretty nice uh i mean it shows that he's not doing anything wrong <laughs> i mean yeah 16 pims uh 55 points 66 games that's pretty good i mean what when he plays a full season that's looking at almost 70 it's a bit more than 70 points or around there yeah i feel okay. like that's pretty accurate for an eight million i mean that's kind of yeah it's kind of high yeah. production for a guy who gets eight million hmm I guess the question is, can he continue to trend like that? I see no reason to. Continued health, good teammates. Yeah, I guess his teammates are only getting better now, yeah. if you think about it. because any someone to learn from now, and uh, Giroud, who, yeah. who played that same two-way type of game mm-hmm. throughout his career. In fact,
1: because I, I can't remember, is Norris, he's a wing, right? He's or a or center. center. He's a centerman. Okay. So, I guess he won't necessarily play on Drew's wing, for example, but you know, you could power you could play? see power play time. I mean, maybe yeah. they do
0: put him on the wing. Yeah. But either way, it's a it's a good opportunity for him to learn. And then you take some pressure off of him. Or if you have a one-two punch, Norris doesn't have to be the guy every single night. And um that might yeah. instill some more comfort in him. Um get him against weaker teammates, help him develop. Or well, not weaker teammates, weaker opposition, help him develop. Um But Ottawa's made some some quite nice moves. what else have they Picked up other than Drew. I feel like they've. I know Norris. The Norris resigning was pretty good, but uh, I think they've picked up a few other guys. If I if I'm not totally um, wrong, but, yeah.
1: I honestly can't remember. It'll take me a while yeah. to find some here. But um, yeah, there were. It's it's hard to underestimate how busy this year's trade deadline or not trade deadline. Uh, free agency. Period was because you know, I remember in past years it was always busy, but now that we're kind of paying attention to it, like for the sake of the podcast, it's uh oh boy, it's it's a lot. And you know, there's so many minor trades too that you look at and you want to take in, but it's just like
0: you have to hang on to the big ones. We're dumb. Ottawa's made a ton of moves that I fully forgot. I know there were a bunch of yeah, Victor Mete. Um, getting him, do you always like to see that? He's a good defenseman. We're um, also uh uh, lo, uh <laughs> um there's shot. a guy from uh, Chicago I think yeah. that uh that they also got yeah um they also got Tyler Ennis another decent player um the big one though um well actually there's there's quite a few uh Cam Talbot sent out Philip Gustafson picked up Cam Talbot yeah um I actually kind of like that
1: move for them yeah I, I mean Talbot's not he's he's not like an A tier sort of goaltender in the NHL but. I think he he he'll he's a is an upgrade, and yeah. I think that the experience that he'll bring too is gonna help Ottawa a lot.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Matt Murray was traded out. Yeah, that's um, right. And they got two draft picks. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Murray and two draft picks. I went out the door. But they also acquired a, a name from Chicago you mentioned. A guy who once <laughs> five scored foot seven, 40 goals.
1: <laughs> five foot seven forward uh, by the name of Alex Debrinkit. I don't what know if you've ever he heard is. of him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they acquired him from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for um, Ottawa's 22 first round pick, which ended up being 7th overall. I'm blanking on who they drafted.
0: Uh, um, Chris, um, Korsinski, Yeah. Yeah, that's so. um, um, They got then, a second, and then uh, 2023 fourth round picks. um, Right?
1: I'm seeing here 2022 20, second round pick, which ended up being 39th. I don't remember who they And drafted. then a
0: 23 fourth round pick. Right? I'm um, seeing
1: a 24 third rounder.
0: It might be conditional
1: then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely could be a condition on it.
0: Um, Either way, a late, uh, later round pick. Yeah. Um... And he's a heck of a player. He'll be a he's winger. Twenty four. Yeah. So think about think about what they could do. They could do Norris Kachuk. Um, oh, Norris. K- Norris Kachuk, the Brinkat. Oh. Or they could do, Giroud Kachuk, the Brinkat. Oh. Either of those are. Or they could go Buck Wild, and go, Kachuk. Giroud-Norris. I mean, there's so many combinations. You basically... Because Giroud can think. play wing as well, so you could put him on the wing and have um, him right beside Norris. I
1: think you'd probably keep the two of them at center, though.
0: Yeah, I think so, for Especially death.
1: with Norris like, that, being that two-way player. Well, they have
0: Colin White, I think, still, and he's, he's not bad. And they have Tim Stutzla. I forgot I all, all about that. Started. And they got Matthew Joseph, too. Um... And they got Travis Hamnick. Forgot about that. Uh, so uh, I'm just looking at their lines here. Um, Daily face-off puts Kachuk with Norris and Drake Bath. Oh, I forgot about Bathurst. <laughs> and then you have Debrink at Stutzla and Giroux. And then Formanson, Pinto, Math- Matthew Joseph, Kelly Gambrell, Austin Watson. I-, I think their depth needs a little bit of work.
1: But their top six is looking scary now,
0: and I think their defensive depth also needs work. Yeah. Um, but Jake Sanderson, um, breaking in. Yeah, he's up. He's up, um, up for sure. And they have Thomas Chabot. Branstrom's decent, Hamannik's decent. I, I feel don't know like,
1: if I like Hamannik. I mean, Hamannik's good. I don't, I don't like think top he,
0: pair. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's top pair. Of I either. feel like he's second he's a, pairing. I'd be okay with second or third pairing.
1: Definitely third. He's definitely a third pairing guy. He could play on a second pair though on a team like Ottawa.
0: I mean, I, if I'm Ottawa, I'd want. You're looking for a big defensive forward to go with uh, with Shabat Klingberg. <laughs> it's I not mean, a bad. It's, it's not a bad potential. It really is not, and I, would I mean, he's still in the market. In Ottawa that. has cap space to work with. There's a few defensemen that they could also. This is one of those situations where they could take out Colorado because Colorado wants Nas back, and they're gonna yeah. have to get rid of either JT Comfort or Sam Gerard. Let's say they get rid of JT Comfort. That's more oh, to take on
1: some of Nas's Yeah,
0: that's 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 um because they wanna handle Nas's, so they give up JT yeah. Comfer. Then you can see better depth down the middle or on the wings for uh, for um Ottawa, or they could take Sam Girard. Yeah, I actually like I like Girard for the depth. But if they do take Girard, you gotta give up draft picks. And, yeah. probably, and probably a decent prospect because Gerard is an NHL-ready offensive defenseman who's a good one at that. Yeah, yeah. So, you're
1: and not... He was kind of the odd man out in Colorado, too, right?
0: Well, he was sitting second pairing for most of the year. But the yeah, injuries, but in the playoffs. And then, yeah, the, the issue was that that Stamkos well. hit sort of shook his confidence. Yeah. He Before the, the hit, he had been... Yeah, because like, he was fun player in the playoffs. That's all right. And then... I just remember him being yeah. sort of the... Health was he healthy scratched in the final? No, he was injured sternum.
1: Oh, that, Oh, that's right. That's right. I okay, mean, nope, yeah, it was like yeah, all that. <laughs> it
0: was a period after the Stamkos hit where he wasn't playing so great, and then the playoffs he started to pick it up again. Yeah. Um, and he'll only grow and develop.
1: Because mm-hmm. um, he's
0: he's young as well. Yeah, He's twenty four, maybe. Yeah. Maybe twenty five. But I think he's younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and with 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 defensemen as well, it's uh,
1: yeah, y- y- the, the peak for defensemen is usually later than that of forwards. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they've assembled a, a pretty good roster here going into it. Um, do you want to head on to our next free agent?
1: Yeah, so let's talk about this big one. Johnny Goudreau. Um, so he ends up... <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> Calgary to Columbus. Yeah, Calgary so to Ohio. Let's
1: start... <laughs> Before we break into it, he signed in... Columbus for seven years at 9 point something million. It was like 9.3. Yeah,
0: maybe like 9.25, something, something around
1: 9.2, 9.3. Yeah. I don't remember the exact number. Um, But it was rumored. Well, here's the thing that I, I don't know. It was rumored that both Columbus and Calgary offered him this. Obviously, Columbus didn't. But, but it was rumored that Calgary offered him... Yeah, for it's, eight,
0: right? It was said that, like he would be the highest paid oiler or not oiler flame, flame in history, history Yeah. Um, which would
1: make sense because the cap just keeps going up, but
0: Yeah, it had it didn't go up too much this year, which is a bit of a tough one for teams, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is the first year that it's going up since COVID. Yeah. So it was supposed to go up by a huge amount. It was supposed to go by like ten million. Was it really? I feel like it was supposed to get up to one oh five pretty quickly, um, and then COVID hit. I was not I wasn't tracking things like that as much, but I
1: mean, cause even if, cause it was what one, it went from 80.5 to
0: 81.5, right? It was, and then it went from 81 to 82.5 this year.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and that's still, that's still a little short because, you know, they're still, I'm sure financially recovering a little bit from COVID, although this year has much, much better made up yeah. for that. But even if you think about a two or three million increase every year, yeah, you could definitely get to ninety and, you know that's five. And that would have right?
0: been that would have been. Cause I just remember this is a this is a this is a, a random way to know this, but uh, I remember playing the NHL games, and it was like NHL twenty and around NHL twenty three, the cap just jumped a ton. Oh, and I, see. I think it's based off of the actual league cap projections. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for COVID, it, it would definitely be much higher. Yeah, because the, the the players owe the owners a billion dollars in escrow. That's <laughs> yeah. what they owed. So it was supposed to be a lot higher. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be way, way higher. Um, So, yeah, taking advantage of teams' cap crunches. Um, Goudreau, back to him. I guess he really doesn't want to play in Calgary. But why? I just don't understand. He's from, it's from Philly or Jersey? He's from Jersey. I so don't, I
1: did hear, I think I know what you're going on, right? That he, he wanted to go to Philly, right? Yeah. But be, Philly didn't offer him anything.
0: Yeah. And then I don't know why he wouldn't, like, try and get an offer from New Jersey. I mean, look at how that team's been doing. He'd be such a huge piece for them. Who and I is, think more, they're more on the up and up than Columbus. For yeah, sure. who is it? Wait, it was rumored. I th- wasn't it Jersey and the
1: Islanders? Yeah. That were, were rumored to be the two teams. And then I heard Columbus is slowly creeping in. And then out of nowhere, Columbus just signs him. I, I don't know why he wouldn't go for... What if they didn't offer him? What they if? might not have offered him as much as they would have liked.
0: But I, I don't know. I feel like... Again, I'm not in the NHL. But at some point, I have to imagine it's between five million and nine million. Fine, he's not going to take five. But let's say he couldn't take five from like five. Like let's just like five. Let's say like between the range of five to nine million. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he just take like seven million and go to Jersey, or six and a half, or six point nine, and go to Jersey and have a chance to win? Be locked up there. Be back at home. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it,
1: at the end of the day, it comes down to the players, right? Because some players prioritize certain things. I mean, if you look at Giroux, he was happy going to Ottawa, where the team is, yes, they're on the up, but they're not as proven as Florida has been. Although no. Florida is... They're uh, on the down. They're, they're, they're a little questionable now. But And then some players, you know, like Corey Perry, for example, given like he's a little older, so it's not quite the same situation, but, you know, they'll take less money to be on a contender... So yeah, I don't I don't really know what his motives were. Obviously, he didn't want to play in Calgary. Well, we know that much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, between the other teams, I'm not sure. Um, New Jersey had plenty of cap space, and they still do. Yeah, they still do. They're sitting underneath uh, seventy million right now, so they had room to sign if they wanted to. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure at the end of the day what happened there yeah because Columbus just came out of nowhere as well. Like it was never Columbus wasn't in the mix at all. But now I, I do have a question for you because we're looking at this one big thing I noticed throughout this trade not trade deadline. <laughs> I keep calling it the trade deadline the uh free agency period opening is you know we saw the things about the uh former Leafs players going to the Oilers this year like Jack Campbell and everyone.
0: Oh, I I forgot all about that. No,
1: I heard something funny about this, actually. They said the Edmonton Oilers are so scared of McDavid leaving for the Leafs that they decided to bring the Leafs (laughs) to Edmonton. But do you think that there's something with... Once players get adjusted to playing in Canada, because players have said that playing in Canada is harder than playing in the U.S. for a multitude of reasons. Do you think that once players start playing in Canada, they're more likely to sign with other Canadian teams because I feel like this trade deadline, I can't think of a ton of names off the top of my head, but I feel like there was a lot of cross Canadian teams.
0: Yeah, games. Ben Charad. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Because I think once you become acclimated to oh I'm not in the frame here. My bad. Um I feel like once once you get acclimated to the media presence and the the sort of aggression that you face in Canada as a yeah. hockey player you're okay going back to it. Other players, is different. Um, it, I feel like it depends on how much heat you get and where yeah. you are. If you're a star player, we saw it, Goudreau really wanted out, and mm-hmm. he left. And also, um, like,
1: you know, for other reasons, too, like, if you look at Ethan Bear a few years ago, with all everything he faced in Edmonton, he goes to Carolina, and he goes, you know, he says he's much happier. There, I mean, yeah, so. and,
0: and Ben Chirot's not a star player. They're not relying on him every single night. Yeah. So I think... When you're not a star player, when you're a little bit down the depth chart to the point in which all eyes are not always on you, yeah, you can stay in Canada. It's okay. Um, I remember uh, a Jose Theodore um, quote he said um, on Chicklets, he said, after five years, you can't stay in Montreal <laughs> because if you don't win and it's five years, it's the voices start creeping out. Yeah, We need to move this guy. Um. So yeah, I think it's about whether you're a star or not. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cause I mean, obviously, guys, and I'm. You know, I know guys like McDavid and Matthews have their own set of criticism as well.
0: But you know, they're not really. McDavid any. gets no criticism, and he deserves none. That's yeah.
1: Well. I, I agree with you, but I I feel like the the media in Edmonton gives them a little bit of flack sometimes. Oh, like
0: sometimes, but it's so rare. Yeah, you can't. No one's like ah I, that he's the reason they're not winning championships.
1: <laughs> That's true. It's
0: usually K- Ken Hall and not
1: Was it McDavid or Matthews that did come out at one point and say something about that? I thought it was McDavid. Like I agree with you. Every guy
0: think... has come out and said, um. Everyone in has come out and said, "What more do you want from me?" Yeah, like I think back to uh, the Kessel talk um, when um, Dion Phaneuf was getting lit up by the media. Yeah, and Kessel's like, "Shut up!" Like, like, <laughs> like none of you can be commenting about our captain this way. Yeah. Um, obviously, John Tavares gets a lot of heat too. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, Jonathan wonder... Drouin's another guy who I think. Oh um, yeah, that's right. But I guess,
1: yeah, I agree with you. I think McDavid and Matthews at least should be the untouchables because, I mean, you think about it, what they do in the NHL is something like, like just no one else can do right now. I mean, McDavid putting up 150-point seasons and, you know, Matthews putting up 60 goals this year. You can't. They're doing literally all they can. They're leading the NHL. And is a good two-way.
0: Yeah, he is. He's not just, he's not just a pure goal scorer. Like he, he's he's good on, on defense it's a hard market to play in and to step into if you're not adjusted to it and not willing to to take a beating from the media yeah definitely and um speaking of the free agents do you want to talk about jack campbell and yeah. the matt
1: murray fiasco so yeah jack campbell goes the signs with uh edmonton for i think it was five by five
0: yeah, so Matt right. Murray
1: goes to Toronto. I can't remember honestly what his contract. It's was. It's
0: like six million or something. Six million. It's, a, it's a big contract.
1: Yeah, for yeah, definitely for a goalie. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I clearly didn't want to be in in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, not that I feel like Edmonton is going to be <laughs> well. They're I, I both. What, they're the two yeah. toughest Canadian markets. I wonder... Sure.
1: Well, oh, Montreal. No, no, no. Montreal, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's But two one. and three, definitely. I, I don't know. I mean... I, yeah, I mean... I feel like it has to go t- actually Toronto-Montreal.
0: Toronto-Montreal. Sure. Yeah. Montreal fans are probably punching the other are not first. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be the hardest market. I mean, they could yeah. be. They very well could be. Yeah. Um. Although, Edmonton has had its own fair share of just yucky things. But like, it's just Calgary. I mean, all of it, like bc wasn't great too like vancouver um so just sort of thinking about it um i don't know um i would say that i just don't i don't know how you justify that move like i guess because edmonton made the western conference finals that's why jack campbell would want to go there um He's an upgrade from Mike Smith for sure. It's huge upgrade.
1: Yeah. I, th- I Somehow I feel like both teams got a little bit of an upgrade in that. Although, I don't know. Murray to me is kind of...
0: So you were saying about Matt Murray being a... Uh... Yeah, Matt Murray, I think... Well, I he think can't be I... an upgrade over Jack Campbell. In the playoffs, though. And that's all true. Well, Toronto Campbell did everything he could in the playoffs. He had like a 136, 929 or something. He was a stud in the playoffs. I think it's, yeah. the, I think it's the fact that because Toronto can't get out, Campbell wanted to leave... And Edmonton might have seemed like the right market because he's going to be a starter there. There's no question mm-hmm. of it. He's playing with two of the best players in the world. Yeah. And they have been the the um, Oilers have made moves for a better defense. Yeah. And a better offense and really all around better. So I can understand that move. Again, the question is just there were other options for him. Yeah. Capitals were one of them. I mean, I guess I'd rather go to the Oilers than the Capitals. I'm biased I can't really speak to oilers versus girls but why is that because <laughs> my family's
1: from DC so okay, i would want to go see <laughs> but I mean I I even if not I feel like I want to I I'd want to stay out of the Canadian markets that's fair but, but yeah. then you see a Western
0: conference finals team
1: yeah it it's tough because yeah no I, I see what you're saying because Edmonton's kind of trending upwards and Washington is not.
0: But there are other teams out there, contenders. Again, New Jersey. I just keep thinking, New Jersey is a perfect spot for so many players.
1: Yeah, I I don't... See, the thing, the problem with New Jersey is, yes, they might be a good young team. And yes, they are trending upwards. However, the Metropolitan Division is a gauntlet. Like... The thing is, is in terms of playoffs, I think New As Jersey could make it in other divisions, but they're just they going up be way. Because the the problem is, is and I think we talked about this in our uh, playoff primer a few months ago, like or, or not with New Jersey, but this idea of if New Jersey makes the playoffs, who do they bump out? Because if you look the the metropolitan division has sent like four teams. Or no, so they sent like five teams. A few times they always send penguins four, like, will make
0: it. Yeah, um, hurricanes. Well, hurricanes should make it. The uh, uh Rangers. Rangers definitely. Capitals.
1: Uh, the Capitals, they're trending downwards because weren't they wild? They were wild. They were the
0: they were the lowest wild card seed. But I
1: still feel like they have it in them for a few more runs. You know, their course... I don't know,
0: they lost a lot. I mean, Backstrom might be out for the full year. Yeah, they did do a decent
1: bit of retooling, though,
0: with some of their goaltending as well. Yeah, but Larson. I don't think Darcy Kemper is miles ahead of Samsonov or Vanacek, to be honest with you. I think he's definitely better, but I think yeah. the fact that he played for Colorado inflates his stats, I think... like hours were. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's going to be a real test for
1: him as a goaltender is because yeah Colorado is such a stacked team this year and you know it can tend to make goaltenders look it made better. Hunter Miska look passable <laughs> yeah so that'll be interesting but I I don't know I just I feel like the Caps they're not going to continue making the playoffs like two or three years from now but I still feel like they yeah. They've got a few more runs left mm-hmm. before they need to start a full on rebuild.
0: I think the deep lack of offensive
1: defensemen is a big issue, and
0: yeah, young ones true. too.
1: And something, I'm, okay, I, I had a like a grievance about this. How can you have because the Caps power play was like twenty eight?
0: Oh, how can, how can you have Ovechkin? And the have play with a a the most power, power. play goals in National <laughs> Hockey Exactly. Issue.
1: How can you have
0: Alex Ovechkin and still not have like? Well, they were missing TJ Oshie for large swaths, and he's he's such a...
1: And once he came back, it was like... He's
0: like, I think he's the key to their power play. His ability to be a good shooter and passer. Yeah. But just back to the goalie market, Campbell, I guess, signs for the chance of a weaker division and and more playoff success. Uh, For Matt Murray, I think he'll do okay. And I think that calming presence, the fact that he has two Cups... I think that he'll be a good influence on Maple Leafs. I don't know if they'll get out of the first round. Um, If I'm a betting man, I I would not bet so. (laughs) So But, you know, maybe. Here's the thing I have to
1: say about this. And I actually saw... I was thinking about this a lot with the Hurricanes this year in the playoffs. So, yes. Matt Murray... And Jack Campbell, you could argue, you definitely make an argument that they're they can be relatively similar. Like if Matt Murray is playing well, he could match statistically Campbell this year. But here's... Uh, was, but <laughs> well, I mean, he led he
0: led the Penguins to a cup. Now, given that was no, yeah, but I'm saying I'm okay if you put him at cup level play. Yeah, he matches. If you put him at t- 2017, Matt Murray. Fine, and that absolutely matches uh, Uh, um, Jack Campbell. But him playing good for Ottawa last year is definitely a step below Jack Campbell. Now, here's what I have to say though is
1: because Jack Campbell's younger than Murray, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes the goaltenders are a little. The goaltenders go into the NHL late. So, but. The way – I think I think with a goaltender, obviously, yes, the the way they affect your team's play the most is by how much they let in. But I will say there's something about teams playing differently in front of different goaltenders. For sure. And if you – like, here's the whole thing that I had looking at this this year. The Hurricanes. They didn't have Frederick Anderson in that. They had Antti Ranta. And Ranta played fine. He played way more than fine. If you look at his numbers – Incredible, you know, no problem. However, from the games that I watched, I watched close to all 82. I didn't watch all of them, but I watched snippets of each of them. And the Hurricanes are just a different team in front of Frederick Anderson. Less I don't or more know.
0: confident. Sorry? M- less or more confident. More
1: confident. Yeah. So that's the thing. Even though Anderson, numbers wise, might not have been much better than what Ronto was doing in the playoffs something about just the way the Hurricanes played in front of him was different. And because Murray has he's cups. a little more cups, he's a little more proven, a little older,
0: maybe the Leafs just play different. And the leadership that comes from the back end, you might like stabilize yeah. the defense. I still think that their defense just lacks good two-way players. Yeah, I agree. From, I agree with that. And then for other goaltending news, Huso goes to New Jersey. I think that's a good signing, good goaltender. Yeah. Um, Perhaps not is he, elite starter, not but gonna be the, Is he going to be the number one there? I guess they have a tandem. I Forget um, who's the other gold. Blackwood and Huso. It's a good tandem. Yeah. Huso was pretty pretty good. I think, I think. It's close, but I think Huso probably gets. I think more he probably gets more games. Than yeah, I mean, he was pretty. I mean, because Blackwood is young, but but yeah. uh, Huso is lights out this year. Blackwood, yeah, no, Huso, him. Huso was pretty good because he gave. Um, he
1: gave Bennington a run for his money in the playoffs. He I did, think, right?
0: Um, and then he got absolutely mollywapped by my team. <laughs> well, I mean, so did everybody else this year. Yeah, I can actually say that was <laughs> complete, like yeah. <laughs> on this Oh, they also got Vitek Vanacek. Um Oh oh, so it's
1: Blackwood I, if it's okay, if it's Vanacek, she was on Blackwood Blackwood's Academy Thoughtman. There's um, no
0: way. Well, let me make sure that... Uh... I mean... It's... Oh, no. Husso didn't go to New Jersey. He went to Detroit. Excuse me. Um, no, oh, I'm an okay, idiot. Okay, okay. Uh, so disregard everything we just said. Yeah. <laughs> classic, classic us. But in that
1: case, Vanacek... Vanacek is capable
0: of being a starter. I mean... We can, was... we can weave this nicely. Vanacek and Blackwood's a good tandem. It's worse than Husso for sure. But that's like a... I guess Blackwood gets a little bit more starts. So it just sort of flops... Um, who gets more starts? And Vanacek has the ability to be like a nine fifteen. No, Vanacek 5, is, a, Vanacek is a
1: solid goalie. Like if I had to tier rank him, he'd probably be low B Uh, mid to high, mid B tier, I'd say.
0: Yeah, mid. mid, to mid to low, oh, we have an but, S tier. Yeah, we have an S tier. Yeah, okay. okay, if we have an S tier. Then yeah, mid B tier. Yeah.
1: Um. So he's he's capable at doing what he needs to. He's not. You know, because he played with cap, so I watched him a decent bit. He's not. I and mean, cap's not a great defense, but I think yeah. New Jersey's defense
0: is looking much better.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I mean, Vanacek, he'll he'll do what he needs to do. Not yeah. he's not gonna be like lights out every night, but he's solid.
0: I actually think the the New Jersey defense is better than the Capitals defense right now. I think I
1: actually agree with you
0: on that. Um, um, <laughs> I don't want to, but I I. Do. And then weaving into Villahuso. Um. See, I think there's the red connection there. Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um, for 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 him playing for the Red Wings. I like that. He'll provide a lot of stability in that for them. And um, it's, it's going to be him and Nadalovich, and Nadalovich. I think was a
1: little too over relied on this year. Yeah, like he's What's a good game? goalie. You know, I would know watching him with the Hurricanes, but. I think he just had way yeah. too much pressure and way too many expectations on him this year that caused him to take a little bit yeah. of a step back. And, I mean, you know, he's playing on Detroit, not okay. Carolina. But I remember like in the games
0: we played against him, he just did not look mm-hmm. like
1: the same. And rich I
0: mean, also Detroit had a weak defense last year. Yeah. Um. A, which is improving. Um, it, It's doing much better. So, yeah, I, I think goaltending-wise... We're pretty much all squared away, except for Kemper and Georgiev, which I can get into real quick. Yeah, Um, Georgiev traded to uh, the Avalanche. Um, It was clear that Kemper just couldn't come back. Um, I'm not sure why it was, because they had the cap to just barely fit him, Mm -hmm. but I don't mind Georgiev. I think Georgiev definitely has more upside than Kemper, but I honestly think he might be a little better. Well, the the thing that's hard to look at is, look at Georgiev's numbers. He's coming off a statistically worse season. But then you look at throughout his career when he's been a starter he's been unreal. Yeah, cuz he has not had con- he didn't have consistency this past year. No, it was I'm, just stirkin play. Yeah, and they just wouldn't give him games. When they gave yeah. him consistent games at 2019-2020 year, he was phenomenal. He was, yeah. Um with Kemper since 2017-18 or something like that, he's had the highest save percent, one of the highest goals against, sorry, one of the highest save percentages and one of the lowest goals against averages. Mm-hmm. which demonstrates how he's been maybe even the lowest goals against average. Part of it is, you play for Colorado for a season, it goes down. Um, the other fact is... Um, he also... Okay, I know this is going to sound weird for me to say. He also played with a very... One sec.
1: Sorry? He also played with a defensively solid Arizona team. And I know Arizona has never been great, but one of their, like, things that they are good at is, you know, they have a lot of grit to them. Yeah, low and low-scoring
0: games. Really. Yeah, those low-scoring games in Arizona, you can get trapped. And also, them, something man. about the fact that, like, he had to be the man. He rose to the occasion. Yeah, he did. And honestly, with Colorado, I think a big reason why there are times where his number... I keep thinking of the camera. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm sorry. Um... I think a big reason why sometimes the numbers didn't look great for him were the slow starts. Colorado had notoriously slow starts throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and then have unreal second, third period comebacks in the playoffs, they had really good starts. Yeah. But those slow starts meant you had in four and there were some nights where he just was bad. Yeah. Um But I honestly think that he was a even though his playoff numbers aren't amazing and and his regular season numbers are also not amazing. I think he was a really solid goaltender that just sort of he let in soft goals, but he prevented a lot of I don't know if that like makes I, sense. Like he let in the soft yeah. ones, but the real the ones where you expected it to go in, they weren't going in. I
1: feel in. like <clears throat> this is maybe not exactly the same thing you're saying, but the way I kind of saw it was Behind the Colorado team, he did exactly what he needed to do. Exactly. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, lights out, like some goaltenders. Because I don't think, not that Darcy Camper wasn't good, but Colorado did not win because of their goaltending. No. Whereas some teams do win because, well, you know, win in large part to their goaltending, where their goaltending is taking on a lot of weight. But behind such a stacked Colorado team... I think he did everything he needed to do, and that just goes to show how well-built of a team Colorado is. Yeah. If you can win with, you know, in the playoffs, at least, a pretty average goaltender, mm-hmm.
0: that's insane. But just... he wasn't a pretty average goaltender. He had a 921 save percentage. In the playoffs. In, in the regular season.
1: Yeah, yeah. And no, in the regular season, he was much better, but in the playoffs,
0: he's a little sloppy. Well, the more playoffs, playoffs you know, like, right? uh, playoffs, like, give him... I, I would playoffs i gave him a pass because of the eye injury he came back right. he couldn't yeah. see the puck so the games yeah. where he really got blown to bits um were the games where the eye came up and then also that one um, tampa game but they traded blowouts, so it's not a big deal yeah um so yeah i think he's a little bit overrated than the guy with one of the best save percentages and goals against averages in the last four years yeah. But he's definitely an elite starter. No, he's he's
1: definitely good. Yeah, he's, yeah. An,
0: he's an elite starter, one of the best goalies in the game. Um I guess the question is now: Why did he? Why? Can't afford him. It had to have been affordability issues, and then Georgiev, I think, I think if he gets the starter time that he wants, he'll be as good as Kemper. Yeah, um, I I I agree with that. If not, even a. Uh, Hair yeah, yeah, and I mean, that just goes to show that Georgiev is one of the best goaltenders in the game. It just depends on the angles you look at and if you dig below the stats. If you dig below the stats of Kemper, you see that in the playoffs, he struggled. But then you yeah. look at the eye injury, so it wipes it out. You look in the regular season, when Colorado had slow starts, Kemper was there backing him up 85% of the time, giving them a chance to then go out and beat Colorado and wipe out the other team. And then, yeah, there were times where he lost and those, those stick out, but they stick out because they're few and far between. Yeah. So he is an elite goaltender playing behind an elite team, which led to second on the president's trophy list. (laughs) He wasn't the reason why they were there. They could have done that with many other goaltenders, but he was good enough that they could do that. So very high end. I don't know if I put him at, you know, I've been saying elite, but like high end, like, He's, he's, no, he's not Sorokin, he's not Chesterkin, he's not um, Vasilevsky. But then I think about other really good goaltenders. I think of Marc-Andre Fleury, um, uh, Cam Talbot, and then below that is really him. so Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we were to have him on our
1: tier list, <laughs> he'd be a mid to high B. At, yeah. his, at his best. Who's in A tier, then? So, I think your S tier pretty much just go. Well, this season, your S tier goes to... Oh, there's
0: Soros, too.
1: Yeah, I think your S tier has to go to Vasilevsky and Shostakovich, definitely.
0: And I forgot about Hellebuck.
1: Yeah, Hellebuck in his prime, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, A-tier, it's hard. A tier, I'd put Your sorrows, Sorokin, maybe... Uh, yeah. Maybe could be a little higher, but I'm gonna put him in A two. Yeah, your Frederick Anderson this year. I um, will say this
0: year. Yeah. Um.
1: And but then yeah, I below
0: think... that, it really is. Darcy yeah. Kemper would be the best at B tier. Yeah. And I there's agree. a ton of C tier goalies. A ton of. Oh, C- there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a ton of. B-tier so,
1: but the thing yeah. is, is one thing with Georgiev is. He's been stuck behind just incredible goalies exactly. for so long. Because you know he was behind uh, he was behind Lundqvist exactly. all those years back, and then you know during that time it's like okay he's gonna be the next kind of guy, and then Shostakin comes in and just lights out. So
0: you know, yeah. I mean, you look at you you look into his stats, and it just demonstrates like in his career playoff games, he has a loss two games played. But a nine thirty-five save percentage, right? Yeah. And his career playoffs come from uh they don't come from they come from one of them this year, where he had a nine fifty save percentage. Like, he's a he's he's one heck of a good goaltender when you give him the start. Yeah. Um, yes, his save percentage was low this year, but it just it just is about
1: I, I honestly just um Count some of that to the fact that he was not consistently getting games. Exactly. I mean, if you're the Rangers, I don't see a reason you should with the way Shesterkin was playing, mm-hmm. but for his development, that's not great.
0: Yeah, if you look at when he played in TPS um, in Toku and Liga, 923 save percentage, 1.7 goals against average. Yeah. He is an unbelievable goaltender, and people just underrate him because he just didn't get the opportunities. And you look at his time in the AHL, Um, it it shows that he when he got very few games, eight point eight three goals against average. Also, the Hartford Wolf Pack aren't good. (laughs) When he got games, nine oh nine. Yeah. Um. So he is a very good goaltender, and I think he just needs consistency. He needs and I think that's why, like, I hesitate to say he's better than Kemper, but it's because he's unproven, not because the talent isn't there. Yeah. Um. I think it's enough for the goaltending carousel. Yeah.
1: Let's move on to um the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got the three guys. It makes sense. I see. I like I like the fact that they re-signed all of these guys, right? So, the However, I I feel like it's not gonna play out well in the long term.
0: I feel like, do in a think,
1: way, it's subtle.
0: Do you think this is like the suitor? Yeah, I think some
1: of this to me is starting to spell actually the downfall of this Tampa team.
0: Like I said, I don't think Tampa is going anywhere for the next two or three years. I feel like five years. I give them five years of elite talent. you think about point. Sorelli will be the second line center when Stamkos inevitably retires. Kucherov is young. Cernak was really good. You still, you don't, sure you lose a lot, but Sorelli can step in and fill that role. Yeah. Um, I think Stan Coast might be playing Wings of Cerelli might be there. Um the Kel- I, the Foot I think one of the Foot brothers is a. is a they're, lightning. Both,
1: both both there, they're both they're both Lightning, yeah. so
0: they'll step in soon. Uh Victor Hedman has four more years left in him at least of the elite players.
1: Here's the thing though with the lightning. On paper, I think they look fine. Mm-hmm. However, Something about the way that they played against Colorado was so uncharacteristic of them, and I don't know if that was a fluke, or if they're just starting to hit that. I mean, the fact they made it to the final obviously
0: was incredible, but I think Vasilevsky held them in the final though. Yeah, I think he was the biggest reason why they stayed in the final for as long as they did. Exactly. So, like I
1: said, I. I I still think the Lightning will have several years left where they can reasonably make it to at least the conference finals, if not the final. Who knows? Heck, maybe they get another cup and Mm -hmm. really make it a dynasty. But something about them signing three different guys to fairly large and eight-year term contracts. They're all young, though. They are all young. And they're
0: all will develop. Yeah, it'll
1: all take them past their prime. But I I just can't
0: help but think they're going to start to be in some cap crunch. But... I, when the cap goes up in four or five years, yeah. it works out. See, because this is the other thing. Where did they get the money to do this? Well, you see that's, like, I... I Are they, is, it, is it, uh... There's two guys. I saw a meme about this. I think I sent it to you. Um, is it loaded
1: in the later years? Is
0: that it is? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a wonderful meme um, that's, like, they can't keep doing this. I, I feel like I had to have sent it to you. Um... Maybe I didn't, um, but uh, essentially, a few guys are out with injuries, long term, four to six months. <laughs> and, this is uh, just
1: gonna be a perpetual cycle. Of yeah, LCR.
0: yeah. It was um, it was pretty funny for me to to look at. Um, I want to find it wherever it is because it was. It was pretty funny, I was, I was. oh yeah Zach Bogosian and Anthony Sorelli are expected to miss four to six months following surgery and I'll play the meme audio for it. You can't keep getting away with it! You can't keep getting away with it. yeah. <laughs> It's pretty funny. So,
1: do we have I have kind of a nice uh, segue here do we have anything else we want to throw into this one before we move
0: on? Um. So just to wrap up uh, this stuff, Goudreau making a weird move um senators are looking better um Kemper we know he's a good goalie but there are concerns about how good he really is because of the inflation of numbers around Colorado but then you look to Arizona you saw he was so good there so is he actually probably somewhere in between that yeah um uh so very high in goaltender caps are making a good move with him Georgiev has the upside to be better than Kemper he just needs the games Matt Murray could steady the the Leafs with his leadership, or he could drive them into a hole if he plays badly. Jack Campbell wants to win and is willing to stay in a Canadian market to do so. Um, do you want to get to some of the, the New Jersey, Detroit, and all those types of moves? Or you said you had a good segue, so...
1: Yeah, well, I had a little... Yeah, we'll definitely hop onto that. But I have one other thing that I actually wanted to go over. In the realm of... Uh, LTIR and asset management, because um, the only other team that seems to be more comedic when it comes to this than the Tampa Bay Lightning is the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a really interesting little analysis that the hockey guy did. Shout out to him, by the way. If
0: Shannon Hockey <laughs> Guy on YouTube, check him out. He's a beast. Yeah,
1: if you know if you're looking for for content which is much more you know consistent us go check out the hockey guy on youtube he might be the most
0: consistent hockey content creator I think so. in the yeah. world
1: he's like, like four years a playoff, day yeah and for his like playoff coverage and stuff oh it's insane um anyways he did a, a really interesting bit and i saw this too um so for for context here over the uh, free agency period i think it was maybe thursday it wasn't the first day or maybe it was late mm-hmm. on the first day. The Golden Knights traded Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin to the Hurricanes for nothing. Future Considerations.
0: And hey, listen, Future Considerations have been around for a long time. That's an elite level player.
1: <laughs> and yes, uh, from the Hurricanes, we, we wish him
0: a, uh, 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 a great, prosperous career. It's kind of crazy years. that he plays every game for every single team <laughs> for the last 60 years. Yeah. But- no one has his longevity. <laughs> No points, no PIMS. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, he just goes out there and skates every night. Um, anyways, so I wanted to talk about how how they got here, though, because it's actually pretty interesting. So they initially traded, if we go back in Vegas' history, a long, long while back. Not that they're, they've they been around for that long, but they traded a first, second, and third round pick for Tomash Tatar back in 2017, 2018, 2018, I think. Then they trade Tomash Tatar, Nick Suzuki, and I think a pick as well to the Montreal Canadiens for Max Pacioretty. And now they're trading Max Pacioretty to the Hurricanes for nothing. So essentially, if you if you look at it this way, the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have lost a first, second, third round pick. I thought there was another second round pick in there somewhere, and Nick Suzuki for nothing, and Thomas Tatar. Yeah, and Thomas Shatar, although technically the first, second, third okay, were yeah. him. But yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and that's the asset <laughs> right management, That's there. the elite asset management. Because Nick Suzuki's a stud. Yeah. The first, second, and third have to have been decent. I it's forgot who. It doesn't even matter third, who they but took. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, to lose those three, and a number of years, said the draft picks have been pretty good, and the yeah. draft class has been decent. I don't know. It seems like a bit of an L.
1: Yeah, and I think the the interesting thing was is like Vegas. I don't know if this is entirely accurate, but I feel like this is how I view it. Vegas as an expansion team, they had a lot of cap, right? Like they were they were looking to fill out their roster, and they pretty much just kept going out and signing big names. You know, you signed Mark Mark Stone. You know, you're signing uh, they Petrangelo. Petrangelo, you got Jack Eichel now, and they just ran into... Training for uh, Martinez. Yeah, exactly, and they just ran into the spot where they just... We ran out of cap room, and now we have to dump
0: Patch Ready. They tried to dump Dadknob, and they did.
1: We're not even going to get into this, whatever that was. I think we covered that in a previous episode, but we yeah. We did. Um, the whole Guinea Dadnov situation. So they're just—they've got their backs against the wall right now with cap issues, and you know it's—it's it's tough for them. But I, yeah, I mean they don't really have anyone to to blame, right? And they were they were healthy, scratching, incredibly good players.
0: They also traded Mark Andre Fleury for free considerations. But they, right. yeah, they, they get something? Didn't they get something? They got something. They got something back, I thought. I feel like it was tiny. But though. it was, it was it like... Was
1: not, yeah, it was not. It, it was, was
0: practically like, future considerations. Yeah, yeah. It might have actually been future considerations. I, don't remember. I can't remember. I didn't think it was, but I was like,
1: you know, nuggets yeah. for nothing.
0: So, yeah. I mean, it's
1: interesting. And it was also interesting that Vegas didn't make the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, you know, I forgot. If they had
0: made the playoffs, it would have been
1: way different. Yeah, you know, if they made the playoffs, it would like, okay, well, they're they're cap-crunched. Because that was the whole thing. They were trying to pull a Tampa. The problem is to pull a Tampa, you have to make it to
0: the playoffs, which they didn't do. They were one point shy of. Um, and Eichel, to be fair, was also injured. A big part of it was they weren't healthy enough to make it. They were, yeah. they and But
1: at one point, they were also putting guys on LTR that didn't need to be on LTR mm-hmm. just for the cap issues. If I remember, they had it was between like Leonard Martinez, Stone, Eichel. We're all just like rotating in and out yeah. of the And some of them did have legitimate injuries, but I thought like at one point I kind of remember being like, okay, well they're mm-hmm. they're kind of just pulling the Tampa here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with yeah. them.
0: If you hear some loud noises, I apologize. We're in a public area. We're, not we're, do, we're doing our
1: best for this one. Uh, adds can... more life, more <laughs> content. But yeah, so do we want to move on to our lo- our next subject here?
0: Um. Yeah, Robert Thomas extension. Uh, I was like eight point two five for like eight years, seven or eight years. Um. I don't mind it. Man had seventy seven points. Last the season before that, it was really rough for him. But that was also the COVID year. Everyone handled it differently. Yeah. And then 1920, he had a really good point total. So I think, you know, he is a little bit lucky. PDO is a little bit high, but uh, I think it'll pan out. It'll be fine. Yeah. He's I, he's 22, I mean, 23. To start. me,
1: this one seems like a Josh Norris type thing. Exactly. Young the same. forward getting
0: a lot of money. More production than Norris though. So. Yes and no. Nor but Norris put up 35 goals. Robert Thomas had 20 goals and 50-something assists. 50. Yeah, so
1: Thomas had more points. It's hard to say for me. I, I kind of put their production even. All right, because the goals, goals.
0: the goals matter more. Yeah, in mean you know,
1: I weight goals a little bit more. Okay. But, yeah, roughly Still the, the same, essentially. Same I thing, I think, Yeah. Based off the – They're like – you said uh, Robert Thomas is 22, 23, and uh, Norris is like 24, yeah. so – yeah. Sure. Yeah, I I think it's comparable to me and it, kind of what we were saying about Josh Norris earlier. It's everything. Yeah, I I see this one to me struck out a little more as an overpay than the Norris one.
0: Maybe because the defensive quality is not as good. Maybe and yeah, I, I don't know what. Exactly and the lack of in the playoffs. People hate. People were like, "How can you give a man who did nothing in the playoffs?"
1: Yeah, although I mean Norris didn't go to the playoffs. <laughs> but so that's different. That's not. A you hit. can't make the argument yeah. that. He didn't do anything he's in the yet to playoffs. be proven or unproven. Yeah,
0: but yeah, it's it's an Maybe a little bit of an overpay for the lack of playoff production. Yeah,
1: um, but I mean, if he continues to trend upward
0: like the yeah. Norris contract, it could be it
1: could be yeah. where he's at.
0: out to the Devils, just move on.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a solid signing for. Them. I mean, Pelot's gonna out would be a solid signing for everyone, and the yeah. Devils are one of those teams. Where they got money, you know. They're they'll give him good looking, center depth. And They're looking to get some older guys, too. Exactly. Chance to mentor
0: Hesher and uh, Hughes, a winner as yeah. well. Um, a good top six winger for them as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's a
1: good signing. I like it. It's solid. Nothing wrong with yeah. it, really. Peron to Detroit. Yeah, so let's talk about this whole Detroit yeah. Yeah. Um, fiasco here, because Detroit, they signed a bunch of guys, and it's going to be between Detroit and Ottawa to see... Well, between Detroit and Ottawa, I think the two of them had... Really great free agency periods. Uh, but yeah, Detroit signing. Here's our list. We got Ben Shiro, Dominique Kubelik. Ben Shiro?
0: Really- ben Shiro? Who's Shiro? Shiro? Shirot? I thought it was Shirot. Ain't, ain't no way it's Ben Shirot. Ain't no way. way. We're <laughs> heading to the YouTube to We'll be right back. We're just gonna play this out loud in order to check. I was I, I could swear. Why is it say sound so like weird? That? <laughs> Let's think how to say. It. Oh, no, no ads, oh no, no free, no free ads, no free ads, no free ads. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. You like that? Yeah, okay. You like that? I, you like
1: I that? Could, I could have sworn you you look, like that? I heard Ben Shiro. Ben Chirot somewhere. Pop. Anyways where were we? Yeah, Detroit signing Ben Chirot uh, and then we really also talked Huso, about Huso. we about and then the last one was Austin Charnick.
0: A lot of good I'm just going to throw up as the how I think it's Charnick. I have no idea. I'm not going to debate <laughs> it. I can't pronounce that name. Good Good moves. A lot of scoring depth added. Yeah, but better defensively too, um, and they have they have so many guys. They have a Philip. What's his name? Um, the guy is so underrated, but it's actually like a stud. Uh, Philip. Chronic. Yeah. I like yeah, good. yeah.
1: For, the, it's, but it's but it's H. It's H R. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah. took me a second there because I, like, yeah, I was H R O N E K. Yeah, because I was. I was visualizing like the jersey nameplate, yeah, yeah. but I was my mind just didn't click with how it's pronounced.
0: A lot but of yeah, good, yeah. a lot of good defensemen. I mean, they're, you, they're I mean, up... we're not even talking about Mord Sider and Lucas Raymond. I dude. mean, yeah, and and they have so many other young guys coming too. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Devils now? Yeah, before I want to hit one thing. Uh,
1: if you're any player in the National Hockey League, for a forward in the National Hockey League. How excited are you to go up against a defensive pairing of Moritz Sider and
0: Mitrat? Such a like. Imagine like trying to skate down a wall. No, yeah, I
1: would just it's dump and chase against them. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> do you even want to dump it into? A quarter, I don't even though? know if like, I want to. I don't to want to dump into. Yeah. I, I don't playing I don't, don't want to go into a corner against Morton Silent. I don't want to be on the ice when he's out on <laughs> yeah. I, I just like get on, see him, change. Yeah. I yeah. Coach, I'm tired. I'm getting leg cramps. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, that's all I have to say on that. Moving on. The uh New Jersey. We talked about them a little bit. We touched on them quite a bit. With the additions of Nemec. uh who else? They got did they get cop?
1: Um, I can't remember. I thought they did.
0: Yeah, I know they got a lot of guys. We can. Uh, I just think they've they've made a ton of moves this off season, um, and I'm I've been really imp- impressed by all that they've uh they've done. Um, yeah. Just look, and also another trade today. Uh, they received. I talked about this um a while ago. Um, that their defense is a bit lackluster. They received John Marino in exchange for Ty Smith in a third. I think they kind of sold early on Ty Smith, but yeah. Marino's ability to enter and exit zones is really high end, so I like that. Um, obviously they got Pilat, We talked about that. Mm. Um, huge addition down the center. Uh, they got Andrew Brunette as an associate coach, right? Oh, did they? They did. So I did not hear about that. Great play there. Um, um, other guys that that uh they've gotten Simon Nemec on the ELC. Of course, they have that. Um, they did get rid of uh. Pavel um, uh, and I think they got Eric. I completely Paola. forgot that the Devils had Bucinevich. yeah. I but just that when did oh, Pavel go... Z- Pavel Zaka Pavel Bujanovic? What am I saying? Pavel Zaka. Oh okay okay yeah. I like yeah, yeah, saw yeah. Zaka's face in like in my head. Okay yeah because Buchnevich like, is still yeah, with uh, blues. yeah with the Blues yeah. But they got Eric Hall, I mean, bit of a not the best one for one considering Zaka's the younger of them, right? Zaka's yeah between Zaka and I feel like Pavel Zaka is younger than Eric Halla, but I might. Oh be, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he's twenty five. Yeah, and he's a good Eric, he's a good Eric player. Like I guess years. they wanted the. I guess they didn't want any more. They didn't. They wanted some of the veteran presence um to help develop. And with yeah, this, I don't
1: know. I don't know what's going on.
0: And Pilat over. I mean, they signed Pilat, so I'm fine with Zaka leaving. Um. Yeah, and uh, just a lot of really great moves by them. They've. Their forward core looks pretty lethal now, um, and with the way that Jack Hughes has been developing, I mean, he was ridiculous was 80, to start this, this
1: season, right? He could have been.
0: No, no, he wasn't because of the injury, wasn't he?
1: I thought even regardless, I thought
0: he put up eighty points. Did he really? There's no way he put up eighty points. He must have put up like fifty or sixty because of the injuries. Oh, uh, how many games did he have for him? He only played forty nine games. Oh, oh, okay. But he was, um, fi- but he was fifty six. You must have read like the fifty six. Um, no, I was just thinking, yeah, like over long term, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like he was a stud 56 points in 49 games, unreal yeah. this year. And um, their uh, their line combinations are gonna look pretty good. I'm just gonna read out what they have so far on daily face off, um, because it's a great, it's also great tool for uh, they got Palat beside Heisher, beside Brat, uh, they have Sharon Govic, um, and Dawson Mercer centered by Hughes, Tatar, Howla, Andres Janssen. Jesper Volquist, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bashin. Guys who can, like, these are young guys that are a little bit unproven, but they're good. Sharing go, which is really good. Yeah. And Bashin as developing. well, I feel like. I feel it's... like they're missing one top-line guy, but uh, really good. And then you have Graves and Hamilton. Um, you have Nemec and Brendan Smith. Um, you'll well, have... that's
1: if, if Nemec makes it. Yeah. That.
0: But um, you have John Marino, Jonas Siegenthaler, Damon Severson. It's a really good setup. Yeah. Um, a few more pieces and they become legitimate cup contenders. Like a few more pieces in development. Yeah. And they become like legit threats. Yeah, I think
1: um with New Jersey, it's just kind of a similar I think we touched on it earlier. Like with them in the Metro, it's like who do they who do they knock out? But definitely like um they're, 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 they're making good moves here. And, you know, they're putting themselves in a good position to potentially in a few years, once some of these teams like the Capitals and Penguins, because as much as, you know, we might not like think about the Capitals and Penguins are not on the up anymore. You know, they're, they're starting to decline a bit. Um, So, you know, who fills in those spots is going to be interesting because, you know, you've definitely got Carolina in there. That's going to take a playoff spot for several more years. You've got mm-hmm. the Rangers, the Islanders. I don't know.
0: They're dark horse. They are the
1: dark path? horse. Keep going. I mean, obviously this season was a fluke. The question is how they respond next mm-hmm. season. If they go back to playing the standard New York Islanders hockey, they were, I think the Islanders are going to be up there taking that playoff spot for years to come.
0: Detroit's the Atlantic, right?
1: Detroit's Atlantic, yeah. yeah. So behind those three, you know, because I could easily see those in, say, five years out, I could see those three teams being three teams that are in the playoffs every year. But who fills in underneath that? No clue. Yeah. I mean, you know, New Jersey definitely looks like they could. The East is really getting shaken
0: up on the whole.
1: It is, yeah. It's no longer, because you're not, ha- well, it's like you're getting new dynasty, not dynasties, but new powerhouses that are mm-hmm. rising, obviously, like Tampa and Florida and Carolina a little bit, but then new your York old, too. yeah, New York, but then your old powerhouses, you know, your Boston, your Pittsburgh, Washington, Washington they're, they're all starting to drop, yeah, so it'll, it'll it'll be
0: really interesting to see. But there's possibility that uh, Krejci returns to Boston, which would be a big up for them um they need more though
1: yeah i still think even if Krejci does return it's help but it's not enough it's not enough yeah, yeah. i think um, as much as boston fans might not want to hear it, i just i can't foresee them yeah continuing to especially to with the better.
0: injuries and you know they don't have patrice bergeron signed yeah. yet. i well. mean they have posh posh young but you know, Marchand injured. and bergeron they're injured and they're older too yeah, and, so. and i mean, bergeron's not even signed so don't yeah know um, although I, I i think he, he i mind. think so yeah. um i forgot I, I don't remember if i've i know we've mentioned cop going to detroit but i don't know if i've we've gone into the depth about it i because we talked about detroit a little bit um, Yeah. with that we did not cover yeah we didn't cover that one too, too did i right? read out the line combos for them for Detroit? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I Let's hit that before I know. Guys, we're a little bit all over the place because there's so, <laughs> there much. so much. There stuff. is so much like, stuff. So it feels like you've jumped back to teams and stuff unless you cover all of their moves at once, but then there's trades and where they used to be yeah. and similar signings. At least, um, at least it's not
1: the NBA, though. At least in the yeah. NHL, there's a little bit more. So yeah. At least you're not NBA drafting a dude and trading him on the same day. Same. <laughs> uh, that... We could never run a basketball podcast. Yeah, no way. I mean,
0: yeah, Detroit looks really, really good. Um, Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, solid. Not the best, but really solid. Jacob Vrana, Andrew Kopp, David Perron, unreal second line. Dominic Kubalik, Pius Suter, and uh, my phone just glitched. Um, and Philip Zadina, really good. Oh,
1: oh uh, Kubelik and Suter yeah. united. Uh
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Chicago Bros. Um, Adam Ernie, Michael Rasmussen, Oscar Sundqvist. I like that's that what you,
1: too. That's what you're about of a fourth line. That's that's that's, that's really a good. That's line. really yeah. that's a really good fourth line.
0: Yeah. Uh, ben Chirac, Sider, Cider, Mada, Philip Ronick, Simon Edmondson, Gustav Lundström. I mean, yeah, they could use some work defensively, but uh, they they drafted for that. Yeah. Um, and I mean,
1: if you look at you know Cider is gonna be a stud.
0: Yeah, and Robbie Fabry's out right now, as is Jake Wallman, uh, IR. Yeah. So I think they might jump in, and then you have Husso and Nodokovich. Husso is not playing for New Jersey, like I thought, for like a solid minute. Um
1: <laughs> it's it's a lot, and they both were reds. Yeah. They both were red, they're kind of basement teams. It didn't right change now.
0: it didn't change the fact that there was improvements for goaltending for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um so continue go there good teams. Do you want to talk about um, the guys who aren't signed a little bit and then just burns.
1: Yeah, um, so the guys that aren't, well, there's a lot of guys that aren't signed right The now, big, the important the ones big, that I care about. Probably the biggest three, right? Yeah, I'd say the biggest well, okay. three. Well, okay, we'll hit the biggest two, definitely. I think
0: <laughs> beyond that, there's yeah. some more. We talked about but... Bergeron and others and guys who are RFAs. Those will get done. Yeah. If, but... you're, if you have an RFA on your team, don't freak out. They'll get signed. It'll happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but arguably the biggest one, Nazim Kadri. What do you What do you have to, to add about Because I know, you know, as a Colorado fan, you, you probably have the most sort of insight on him here, and and insight yeah.
0: as to where he'll end up. The offers were flying. There's definitely there from a whole host of teams. All 32 have to be calling about him. It makes sense that he want to go to Seattle. Burakovsky went there. By the way, Seattle making great moves too, um, improving. Um, but that's kind of routine. You can check their rosters. It's nothing outlandish. Um, it makes sense that he would want to go there, mentor mm-hmm. two guys. But also, he the longer that he stays unsigned, the more it feels like he wants to be in Colorado. Which makes sense. He doesn't have to be the guy every night. He's yeah. liked in the locker room. He's liked by the the fans. He provides an elite second line play. And and the pitfalls like the usually when a guy puts up a really great season in his thirties, the analytics show like a high shooting percentage, or they show some sort of like outlandishly high um, statistics. None of them for Kadri. Mm-hmm. None of the things that would indicate a bust after this year are there, yeah. which means that he might actually be this player for the next two, three years. Um, I think the question is cap. I think he probably wants to stay in Colorado. He's just waiting to figure out if they can get a deal done I'm sure that Chris McFarland and uh, Joe Sakik are working the phones trying to get rid of probably JT Confer. I think yeah. he, I think he's just been mid. Mm-hmm. I think they're I think I think with Shane Bowers um, Martin Cow, Ben Myers and and, and so many sample Roons so many other guys pushing to be in the lineup now they're okay with moving him. I also believe they're gonna sign Jack Johnson as a seventh defender so. I think it's come to that point where that bottom six that's so revered for Colorado, they're going to cycle it out for young guys. And I think it's actually going to work out.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, because yeah, JT Comfort was that young guy for a bit. Right. And then he and just he got older.
0: Yeah. And he's just, he hasn't progressed out the way he was. He, Him expected. and Jost weren't the set. They wanted them to be second line centers, but they couldn't hold up. Yeah. In the Vegas series, it showed that it showed they were, Best at third or fourth line, and that's not enough ice time for them to get the production you want out of them. Yeah, and with the cap hits they have, I could see them sending JT Comfort honestly to any one of. They could go to Detroit. Um, you could flop him for like a fourth liner. You could yeah. send him to Chicago. You could send him to Seattle as a winger. You could send him to Boston as as center depth. You could send him any any team in the league would be happy to have his play, but Colorado thinks that... For Colorado, it just doesn't make sense to have that anymore. Yeah. Um, they could move Gerard, but I don't think anyone wants to do that. He's locked up on a five-year, five-million deal, or maybe seven years. I don't mm, know. He has a lot of time left, and for yeah. the production he, he he has and produces, um, there's no way that I think anyone wants to move him. I think he, even if Bo Byron replaces him... It's not a guy that you want to move. I'd rather have three puck movers on every line, plus you know, and, and Yeah, because that two
1: on. way game too is something that Colorado's known yeah for so well.
0: I think I think you'd want three puck move movers on every single line. I mean, that just means that you have more offensive threats than anyone else can handle. Yeah. I mean Tampa couldn't handle it, so And no other team though. No, could no other team. So, could. I mean, yeah. Works well. Yeah. Uh Klingberg's unsigned, um, apparently he's circling back to uh, to Dallas, but then he isn't, and there's all kinds of reports. He's going to get signed, but it's going to be for less than people thought, I think.
1: Yeah, I actually was thinking uh, Carolina was going to sign him. And for for a while, I think Carolina was linked to Klingberg, obviously, until the whole Burns, Burns trade, which I now think, there's no chance. But I think
0: anyone would take him. Any team that could make space for Klingberg would take him because he's really good. Yeah. Good two way, good defensively, good physically. Yeah. Um, injuries have been a problem, ish, but he's good.
1: Yeah, he's you know he's great. Just first pairing defenseman. His cap hit though is gonna be.
0: I bet he wants a Seth Jones deal, but no one after Seth Jones wants to give him a Seth Jones deal because he really is similar to Seth Jones. Yeah. Except the difference I think, is I think he's probably better than Seth Jones and isn't going to fall off cliff.
1: Yeah. In the way the defenseman market has been he's going to make
0: 9 mil. You think he's going to I get, think he's going to get 9 mil. I think the issue is Or high been, 8. I think but, he wants is 9 or 8 but he hasn't been given given it so now he, I think he might be looking to Dallas or Ottawa or one of those teams that have big amounts of cap maybe even Philly though. Philly's a Gong show right now.
1: Yeah, Philly could.
0: Well, I Philly don't, has no direction. They just signed a bunch of guys. I don't think. Money.
1: I don't think Philly is going to go for him because they they just got D'Angelo. That's I sure. think D'Angelo. Not that D'Angelo is any way comparable to Klingberg. But, but I think mean, if you like want much,
0: both, I'd take both if I could.
1: I would too. I just I don't think there's space for the both of them.
0: That's fair. I mean, he could go to Seattle and be a huge, huge piece there. Yeah, if he went to Seattle, like replacing Giordano.
1: Yeah, that would be a good fit because then. Seattle has a true number one defenseman at that
0: point. Yeah, again.
1: Like I mean, Giordano's good, but I don't think he's number one defenseman material. When you compare him to some of the other guys in the league, he would have been two year, two three. Oh yeah, yeah, two three years ago with the Flames, and then they got out. rid of
0: him to to Toronto, so he they'd be replacing him with a younger right, option. Yeah. So I
1: I'd see that. Yeah, I Klingberg is Seattle, and Klingberg. I mean, sorry, Seattle's got money. They can going him, but you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if how much term
0: he's going to get but like if i'm Seattle what i really want are centers and defensemen the yeah. wingers wingers on every single team in the league sort itself out there's an abundance of high end wingers yeah. there's not enough high end second line centers and good top four demon yeah if i'm Seattle i'm looking 9 by 5 four ooh five. 9 by 5
1: i i don't think I would throw eight point five. Well, it, well, okay. If I'm Seattle, I think that's fine because Klingberg is what thirty
0: now. Yeah, I think
1: so. Maybe thirty. I don't know if I'd want to pay Klingberg nine pay million dollars when he's thirty eight. I like, don't pay him past
0: six. So I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, I'd want to pay
1: him. Yeah, maybe a nine by six. I could, I could see that.
0: I wouldn't even say nine by six. I'd say like eight point four seven five. By like <laughs> such a specific numbers. that's like that's like not a numbers would go. I know, with, no.
1: but like, why can't just be eight point five? I know that's the way it's been going. It's just yeah. It's I
0: don't scary. know. I feel like in between eight and eight point like five by five like years. It's
1: between eight point five and nine today, but I, I feel like some team could also overpay and give
0: him. But I think the term, if they pay him nine, the term's got to be five years. Yeah. I don't pay it more than five. Yeah. I if agree. it's if it's eight Five or below, I think. Then you can entertain. Yeah, yeah. You can entertain six years, but no more than that. And then I think they're. If he really just isn't getting the offers he wants, and he has to take a seven point five or something. Oh, I don't I, think he's gonna take. No, it. but if 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 that's all he really had, I see. Then I think they'd offer him six years for sure. Unless they offered him five, maybe that's the issue. Maybe it's both it's low term much. and low money. Yeah. Cause he, I thought he would have gone so quickly. Nas, I understand. Nas <laughs> is playing out his options. Nas is he,
1: also younger.
0: Nas is going to be 32 next year. Is he
1: really that old?
0: Yeah, he's like a 09 draft pick or like an 08. Oh, okay.
1: For some reason, I thought he was a year too young. Not a ton younger than Klingberg.
0: I mean, but yeah, I was Klingberg's like, 29 years, so... Oh, so Klingberg's actually six? younger. 6? Six is really the most I'd give him. Six, seven feels like a lot. Six feels... Yeah,
1: because also Klingberg is not the kind of defenseman... He's not like a Brent Burns, where he'll still be playing productively when he's like 37, 30. I feel like he's he's going to start to drop
0: off. Once yeah, because the main players. aspect of his game isn't productive. I mean, he already has dropped off. His 67-point season, which is his career high, was in 2017-18. Now he's like four, 45 to 50 points, which is still really good don't get me wrong yeah but it's more the defensive game that you're relying on him for and i i don't know i mean in the playoffs um this year i fully forgot who did dallas play in the playoffs I played
1: calgary it Was that seven game series at
0: that's it right that's right God
1: mode on, he
0: um, had 26 pins <laughs> yeah that was a there was that was a pretty that was a, that was a collision course series, series though right? yeah yeah that I don't like a, think it was just
1: Dallas no, getting bumpy minutes. It was both teams.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, there was that one game where there was like 50 these. Yeah, it was um just I don't know, something. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: I feel like as much as as much as I think it's a bad idea, some team is gonna give him like 8.5 by 8. Yeah. Like just no, the yeah. way the defenseman market's big. It's so hard to I predict. I feel like he's gonna get Yeah, but I feel like he's gonna get north of eight seven or eight years i just i feel like some team's gonna do it it's not gonna be a good idea and you're gonna th- maybe think about buying out his contract in like yeah. five years but
0: i feel like it's just something's gonna do it to for me. sure um you're the nino nita writer expert on this podcast and the brent burns yeah. expert so so take us home finish hit- finish this off With those two pieces. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to hit Brent Burns first because we know what's all said and done there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Hurricanes traded away Stephen Lawrence, who for us has been a fourth-line winger. Great energy guy. Also just a great story. You know, he came, he's a seventh-round pick, came up from the ECHL all the way to the NHL. Uh, Great guy in the playoffs. Just energy hitting forward. Great guy to have in your fourth line. They also traded goaltending prospect Itu Makiniemi. Uh, solid goaltending prospect, but Carolina has just kind of an abundance of goaltending prospects right now, so it's maybe a little better that he gets time somewhere else. Uh, a few, I think there was a pick involved in there, but it was a late round pick, maybe a seventh round or sixth round or something like that. Um, and in return, the uh, Hurricanes get. I want to say it's Fred Peterson, just a depth guy, nothing nothing too much. But the main piece was Brent Burns with 33% of his contract retained. So he's making, I think, 5.4, mm-hmm. 5.34 million with Hurricanes. At least that's how much the Canes are paying him. Yeah. And he's come in to replace Tony D'Angelo. I really like this. I think this is one of Don Waddell's steals. Now, Brent Burns is 37 he does have uh, two or three more years left on his contract, though. So he's still got time, mm-hmm.
0: whereas Pacioretty only has one. I don't know. I I, I think culturally, culturally speaking, <laughs> this is an upgrade, a very big upgrade <laughs> for the locker room. My concerns are his skating and his defense. He's so, not as physical and he's not as smooth skating as he used to be. The offense is yeah, good enough. That I I, I agree. Mind. But if you take a look at the percentile rankings,
1: he is defensively much, much better than D'Angelo. Now, uh, he's not great. You know, I think he sits at like the 45th percentile, but D'Angelo sits even lower than that. So I think productionally, I think D'Angelo... D'Angelo is more of a passer, whereas Brent Burns will launch shots. So... I think it's an upgrade, actually, uh, on the ice as well. And they play a different style of sort of grittiness. Like, D'Angelo plays almost a borderline dirty, but he's small, you know, so that's how he kind of has to make his way. Whereas Brent Burns is huge, so, you know, he'll just body people. And so I I think it's a good move for them. I think it's an upgrade over D'Angelo. But, yeah, I can see the concern there for sure. Uh, but moving on to the last topic for tonight. We have one more I forgot, but it's a short one. Okay, yeah, we'll second the last then. Uh, Nino Niederreiter. You know, I honestly just have no clue what's happening. Obviously, I want him to come back. But I just, I don't know if the term is going to work out because... I think the Hurricanes ought to sign him for somewhere around 5 mil. I think he made 5.6 this past year. So
0: less money. You think they want to sign him for less? Yeah, like I don't think they're going to sign him for like 6 mil.
1: I think if he wants 6 mil, he's not staying. So it's like you you'd see a 5 by 5 for him. 5 much? 5 by 5. Maybe even like a 5.5, just something They could backload it maybe. Yeah, something around what he has now, but a little less. But it, it's hard. I mean, he's been a consistent twenty goal scorer every probably, year, and he
0: probably wants the increased pay after the production he's put up. Exactly, and he's he's a big forward. I, I mean, mean, wants six x six by five would probably be like yeah. Six he's point, probably maybe six point, even six
1: point, six
0: point five. Six point yeah. five by five would probably That's be a really nice. For. Someone will pay it.
1: Yeah, someone will. Same, Seattle so,
0: yeah <laughs> I, I, mean, I think Seattle it a really good Ottawa Seattle. Detroit um yeah. New Jersey four teams that could absolutely use wingers even Montreal would yeah. take him uh, Vancouver if they can make the cap for it yeah out west too there's there's space. yeah there is
1: so I don't know but like I was hearing reporters were saying there's not a whole lot of movement anywhere like it doesn't look like he's favoring another team but it doesn't look like he's favoring the canes either it's almost just like he's just there right
0: now and not really it makes sense though because it's 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 both the weekend so not much is happening but two i think everyone's just trying to figure out what's the cap situation going to look like in the next few years yeah. Can we long term afford this? Yeah. Cause I think the next two years free agency classes are like huge. Like I think Austin Matthews is up for a contract in a few years. And people aren't sure if he'll stay <laughs> is in Is he
1: really? Are we are already, <laughs> we're already there. to
0: that point? Mika Ranton's contract goes up in twenty twenty five. No, it has to yeah, yeah. So we're that we're actually that close. No, but Matthews,
1: because he signed an eight year deal, right? Yeah. So it's it's coming up pretty so soon. So it would have been eleven years after. No, because he had a three year ELC.
0: Yeah. No. It was it.
1: I think it's. Because it would have had. No, it's like twenty thirty. I thought. No, not like? twenty thirty, but like twenty twenty six or seven. I yeah. didn't think it was the next two or three years though.
0: Next two or three years, I think he, I think he gets UFA pretty soon. Um. Cap, let's take a look. Uh, At his current contract. Oh, McDavid too. McDavid. Oh yeah, he he comes up for contract fairly soon. Um, he signed a five year contract in two thousand nineteen. So twenty twenty four, he comes up. Oh, it was only five years. Yeah. Oh,
1: I see. I see.
0: So yeah. It wasn't the eight.
1: Like oh, so twenty
0: twenty four. So he expired, expiring status as UFA in two thousand twenty four. Wow.
1: And, uh, and then 2026 is when McDavid is up.
0: Yeah, something... Because something he signed an eight-year. But he signed it before Matthews. No, no, no. Yeah, he signed it before Matthews. Yeah, yeah, So then it's, yeah, something around there. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, they're they're coming up on contracts soon. Ooh,
1: that's that's going to be interesting. So, team start might be the thinking... Matthews like, sweepstakes.
0: I think there's a possibility that teams are thinking that... I think that the Abs will re-sign McKinnon... For eight million, because I think. You know, ilis- I was looking at the, uh, the I think they. I think. He's at what six? He's 1? at six point something. Yeah. I think he. I think he'll sign That's under. Like a team friendly. I think the most he signs for is nine two five. Oh, I don't even think he's gonna sign for that. I think it'll be. He eight. idolizes Crosby so much. He'll probably sign for eight point seven. If you understand that reference, you understand that reference. Yeah. Take a look at Crosby's current contract and take. A- oh, by the way, Latang and Malkin signed. That was gonna happen they weren't gonna break up that group it was sort of like well malcolm it, like it was like it was like the tum- it was like the tummy sticks that colorado was playing with uh with um with landis God. people were yeah, like is yeah. he gonna sign like he's gonna get signed it's just gonna be dramatic
1: yeah um, yeah no it would have been weird Malkin crosby would have
0: crosby would have asked for a trade if both of them hadn't come back
1: yeah those I are his best it. friends yeah yeah I mean heck you might have even followed one of them (laughs) yeah because I mean any Crosby to Colorado yeah
0: that's our new second line center
1: (laughs) that feels so weird to put Crosby as a second line center but like
0: you could with them you could or you could just put them together you could have McKinnon be a wing because Crosby's really good at draws so you could have you could have Crosby and McKinnon playing together the speed the playmaking that's just the Nova
1: Scotia like
0: and then we got Brad Marchand in there (laughs) The, the training squad—they probably yell at each other oh, too much. Oh that I don't even want to think about that. And the last trade that we got to go over is Jeff Petrie and Ryan Paling going to um, uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then Mike Matheson and a fourth rounder going to Montreal. I think it's a—it uh, makes sense why the trade happened. Matheson is much better than uh, not much better, but he's better than Petrie yeah. defensively, better, younger, um, and Petrie's contract is so heavy. Yeah. So they wanted to replace it. They got Mike Matheson. But to but MP3 is good enough that he has quite a bit of value. But because of the contract, they had to give up Ryan Paling too, um, which is a sizable loss, because he's he's 23. The points are like at 20 ish, twenty five ish. But I think with continued growth he could get up to forty points. Yeah. Um and I think that'd be a loss. Um they recouped a fourth round pick, which is sort of meant to offset Paling. I would have preferred it to be a be a third. If it was a third, then I would have said the trade's equal. Um Yeah. But drafts are so crazy these days that you could get something for a fourth. Yeah, and third and
1: fourth rounders, I mean, to me they're kinda. Of I'm just thinking I that know. I'm just
0: thinking that like like it'll be a high third rounder from Montreal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like a high third rounder would mean that they get a fairly good pick. Like almost a late second rounder then. Yeah. Um so decent trade um i think it helps the penguins and it also i think helps the uh i think it's actually
1: good it's a decent trade for both
0: teams. right now it looks good for both of them in a few years it might look better it might look look better for the penguins um because of paling but yeah Yeah. um and uh yeah
1: ryan i scored more goals than austin matthews in my nhl debut paling (laughs)
0: Oh no no! He scored three. He scored three.
1: He scored three. He scored three, three. Four,
0: not for no. no, you see that? You see that? Um, that was a little round. <laughs> there's you see that meme of Victor Mete or something. Maybe not Victor Mete, but somebody said like the Leafs are are trash in like 2013 on Twitter, and they signed with the Leafs. Oh, it was, it was Victor Mete. Yeah. The Victor Mete signed with the Leafs. I thought we thought thought he signed with. I swear we mentioned him signing with somebody else. No, I think it was with the Leafs. Uh, if I mentioned that he signed with somebody else at the beginning of this podcast. I could have sworn it was
1: the Leafs. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Leafs. I'm yeah,
0: pretty sure it's the Leafs, but I think yeah. I said he signed with somebody else at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, we
1: we might have it, guys.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just like yeah, cut that out? Least. Yeah, I'll. I'll we'll, try we'll just it cut one. that out. So so you actually might not know what I'm talking about, depending on if we leave it or we don't. <laughs> um. So we'll see. We'll see if you know. You know.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of moving around here. Yeah, we've been. There's
0: up. so much that we've had to cover. Yeah i think we've covered everything though um we'll probably record another episode sometime yeah probably next week <laughs> um <laughs> after this just brain like m- marathon exactly um but with that thank you for listening to this episode of asian stocking puck and uh it's 9.45, so it's not After Hours, so you'll hear our regular intro. The, the regular intro is going to be back. Yeah, I feel like we've a, a bunch of After Hours episodes in a row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that because I haven't been editing that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's After Hours when I have to edit Exactly, because you. I think you have all the intro stuff. Right? Yeah, I do. And it's also just an anchor. Yeah. Shout out Anchor. Shout them out Gaius. I know you heard the ad at the beginning, but yeah. yeah. Also, uh, tell your friends about us. Please? Please? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a free ad. We'll give you a shout out. We'll add you on our Instagram pages. Personal pages? Will we add that? If, if you can guarantee us um, a, a, like a, a new ad, you'll get a shout out off my personal Instagram page. And I will tweet you as well. Um, and I will pay... For an ad on a meme page for you, if you can guarantee us that we get an ad, like a, like an ad for like Manscaped or like NordVPN, oh, like I'll do all that. Like a sponsor, like a like oh. a like a legit sponsor, I'll, I'll do that. In fact, I will. I'll put a, a a picture of your face on our podcast, and I'll and I'll and I'll put I'll just tag you, just tag you on everything, like <laughs> the, the 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 um the We're podcast questions.
1: So much trouble <laughs> later on.
0: Well, who's gonna who who which viewer is gonna get us an ad? By the way, this expires um, September twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. That's a nice date.
1: What? Why? Why am I thinking that's a nice date? I don't know. Something. I don't know. Oh, oh. I just chose the date September. It's a nice date. (laughs) It came off the
0: tongue nicely. It does.
1: It does. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Good night.